Okay, that's exciting news. And somebody, or today, maybe. Even better? In Brazil, I think. And somebody threw something at Florence Pugh's face. Oh, that's a horrible end. It hit her in the face. What was it? I don't know, because I saw it happen, and I immediately had to look away, and I went, I don't want to see that. Was it Harry Styles? Did he throw something at Florence Pugh's face? Yeah, I mean, he no. he spit on Chris Pine. Now he's come back to finish the job on the rest of the cast? I don't think it was Harry Styles. Okay. But I don't know what it was. And, like, why is this a thing we're all doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, have, have there been a rash of uh, throwing things at people incidents? Well, celebrities. Okay. I mean, uh, singers. Remember that thing, like, a year ago? People keep throwing shit at singers on stage. All I remember is that people keep handing pink weird shit. But no, no, actually, I I do. I do remember the other stuff. But yeah, I just remember that video of pink being handed like a wheel of brie while on stage performing. And she was like simultaneously like, wow, thank you. And what the fuck? Yeah, So that's (laughs) weird. And like, why are we suddenly doing this i i completely agree especially like what what beef does one have with florence Pugh? listen brazilian guy if you're listening uh and i i know our reach extends out to brazil so you might be uh and i know you were a guy uh don't throw things at our beloved actresses yeah throw things at the non-beloved ones (laughs) yeah throw throw things at jared leto go what does jared leto have a project project coming up uh, he climbed the Empire State Building. That would be a great time a to 30, throw things at him. A 30 Seconds to Mars album, I believe. Okay, yeah. Go see 30 Seconds to Mars in concert. Like, it probably... You have to pay to go see 30 Seconds to Mars to do this? Yeah, I mean, you you still have to pay some price for throwing a thing at a person. You don't you don't just get to do that. But, but like, if it's at Jared Leto, it's okay. going to a 30 Seconds to Mars concert. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, what is to be gained... They I haven't learned anything. A do prison you, sentence, I do hope. Do you feel that much better because you did it? I don't know. What do you, what beef do you have with Florence Pugh? I don't I don't understand. I never will. You'll never understand. Um should I introduce the show off that or should we go with something a little nicer? Uh I think we have to accept the grim realities of this barren world that we live in. Wow. Okay. Much like the people of Dune. Hello everyone. Welcome to the 254th episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. For each week, we sit down, pour over the weekend's box office returns, and tell you what we think they mean. For the industry at large, I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah, and I have a couple of things to say. First of all, I don't know that the listener at home understands quite the degree to which the uh, the weekly bits of this podcast are done kind of on muscle memory. Uh, you know, the introduction, the wrapping us up. Yeah. Uh, well, we're professionals. 
Yeah, but just to be able to be able to do it with a completely altered cadence and tone of I'll voice. I'll do it there. again. Hold on. Uh, uh, no, I mean no, it's fine. Like that that that, that took like a minute, but uh, well, I'll do it faster. <laughs> what kind of cadence should we do this one in? Um, I'll do a reading. Oh boy, I'm auditioning. Uh, like a sort of Old start read. and stop. Like I, I don't, I don't, wa- I don't want to, I don't want to go to like oh do William Shatner because like that's dumb. But in that t- okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 254th episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make, where each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns, tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. Just bravura. Is that, is that what you're looking for? Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, I, cool. So yeah, just very, very, very impressive stuff. The second thing I want to mention is uh, to sort of cheer you up a bit. You had mentioned Dune. I want you to think back to the Dune Two trailer uh-huh. uh, and the bit where Chalamet is like, "I'm going to ride a sandworm," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Not too fancy," and he's like, "Not too fancy," and then he fucking lassos it and like stand rides it. And it's the, the coolest thing yeah. in the world. Uh, and just pi- picture the picture that image of him riding the sandworm. Got it. Uh, and well, I mean, that's it. Does that make you happy? Oh, do sandworms make you happy? No. The way they do me. You know how I felt about Dune. I thought it was good. Yeah, I th- I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Dune. I'm talking about sandworms. Okay. No, I have no interest in sandworms. In that okay. Manner. That's distressing. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's distressing. It's, they're very cool. All right. How about this? How about the other? Uh, the other image I was telling you about the other day that makes me a very happy man of uh, the the still from Godzilla minus one where he's following that small boat. I feel like you're thinking of things that make you happy. You've known me yeah. for a long time. Uh huh. Say something that you think will make me happy. Uh, it's cool shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I will really showing how much he doesn't. He's looking at his computer now. Scrolling through lists, trying to think of anything I have an interest in. I th- I thought you had an interest in uh, fun monsters. I uh, no, but you will have Ask an me interest. If I like tremors. No, because that's that's like kitschy monsters. You don't like fun. kitsch. I uh, in the way that I don't like camp, you don't like kitsch, and that we we have our preferences. Love Taylor. I. Uh, yeah, and you'll also love uh, Beyonce, who goes into my top five. Okay, uh, sure. See, I know you meant Taylor Kitsch, the actor, but I know. Uh, no, yeah, Beyonce's uh, Beyonce's film came out this weekend. It is called Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. And much like when Taylor Swift put out her successful concert doc, and I ranked my top five Taylor Swift songs uh, in honor of Beyonce's successful concert doc. I'm ranking my top five Beyonce songs. Cool. You like Beyonce. You like Beyonce. That'll make you happy. Okay. Yeah, I'm super happy. Not not so not so much like my list will make you happy, but just like Beyonce's got good vibes. Beyonce is f- cool. My number five song is "Single Ladies." Okay, good song. Which is a uh, it's a good song. It's very fun. It's got the dance. Uh, it's also that's pretty good. Really, like the only song for a bouquet toss was a uh, just a little inside inside baseball when Katie and I were wedding planning and we're like yeah we've got all the traditional songs for like the bits throughout but like what if we got like 
got a little got a little interesting. Put our own little spin on it here. And when we got to the bouquet toss, like, yeah, okay, they're single ladies. And then, like, every other song in the world just kind of pales in comparison. Yeah. It's the perfect song uh, for that occasion. And so it makes the list. Number four, Formation. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just, I mean, I'm finding that I'm going to have uh, something of a struggle to say different things about these songs because Beyonce at her peak to me is just like, this this song fucking rocks from end to end. It's yeah. just like a it's a it's an insane it's an insane bop. It's got its own dance. It's got its own like uh it's 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 line, you know, okay ladies, now let's get in formation. It turned into its own thing. It outgrew the song. Uh which was very cool. And uh that's off uh, it's off lemonade, right? Um Yes. I'm pretty sure three of my five songs are off a of lemonade. Lemonade is her best album. Uh, that is probably true. Uh, my number three song, also off a of lemonade, uh, Don't Hurt Yourself, which okay. is her crossover uh, with Jack White from Lemonade. Uh, and I, I had no idea that while Beyonce was great, the thing that I needed more from Beyonce was for her to be performing over Jack White's guitar. But it turned out it was. Uh, the number two and number one spot was tricky because I feel like there's kind of an objective answer mm. to her number one song. But it doesn't quite hit me in the same way. It's it's still incredible. It's basically a 1A, 1B. Number two, I went crazy in love. Okay. I, with, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you you know the one. <laughs> you know the song "Crazy in Love." I <laughs> uh, just one of one of the one of the great pop songs of all time. Uh, what what more what more can be said? It's outstanding. But just to my to my own personal taste, my own interest a little bit. I like freedom. I just call me a patriot, you know. But <laughs> that's what it is. I. Yeah, because that much you like put, you stand up when you hear you put your hand over your heart. Yeah, it's, this is this is my pledge of allegiance. Right. Because uh, much like a Jack White guitar feature, a, a Kendrick Lamar verse feature on a Beyonce song is just the, the, the kind of thing of a, a guy who's at the absolute top of what he does, adding to another performer at the absolute top of what they do. I. Uh, so that's my list. Do you have any Beyonce songs off the top of your head? I have a um, a playlist of Beyonce. Okay. Let me see if I can just list some off that you haven't mentioned. If you're pulling up like a fucking Rolling Stone list again, I swear to God. That's my <laughs> okay. Spotify. It's an actual playlist. Um, uh, Halo's great. Sure. Yeah. Um... I like Love on Top a lot. That one I don't know by name. You let you love on top. Okay. No. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, girls Run the World, Partition. Um, Hold Up from Lemonade. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, that's a good song. It's a great album. So good. All Night. This is also Lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. Every song off a of lemonade could have made this list. And then her uh her um homecoming live tracks. 
where she had the full like marching band behind her. Yeah. Are so good. Like she did like this the sound great. It sounds great. Yeah. Anyway. She's great. Would you have considered any Destiny's Child songs for this list? No, because there's right. none on that playlist. Okay, fair enough. Except for her Say My Name that she did at Coachella for Homecoming. Okay. But no. All right. But you know, I mean, Destiny's Child is great. Survivor, Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah. But Say My Name. The, uh, not Josie and the Pussycats, the other one, the Charlie's Angel song. The Not Survivor? I don't think so. I think it no, it's got a name that I don't uh yeah. I wouldn't have recognized Charlie's Angels. Independent woman. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's um, a good one. I'm missing a big one. I just gotta find it real quick. Say my name. I said that. Oh you yeah, I guess you did say that in the uh jump the Coachella. Jump in. Jump in, that's the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. The club is full of ballers. And their pockets full of gum is what I used to say when I was a child. Because <laughs> they want to kiss you so bad. Sure. <laughs> it, it tracks. Um, but onto our actual top five. It was topped by Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, mm-hmm. followed by The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and Scrubs. Godzilla Minus One, Trolls Band Together, and Wish. Uh, but Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, opened... To twenty-one million dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's good. It's a um, it's the third best opening for a concert film. Uh, below obviously the Taylor Swift one and the Justin Bieber one. Yeah. And when the Taylor Swift one came out, I was worried the discourse was going to be one versus the other. Hasn't really been the case, which I'm really happy about. Nor should it have been. So um, this is definitely. A win for AMC Theaters, for Beyonce. She directed the film. Uh, got an A-plus cinema score. Very front-loaded. And I think that a lot of this has to do with the fact that, you know, I don't know when Beyonce's tour was. It was this summer as well. Yes. Yeah, because people were yes. all wearing silver and shit. Yeah. It was this summer. People were wearing silver at the theater, too. Um, it was... Uh, it was a big deal, but um, the issue is it, it came second. Yeah. I think for a lot of it. And I also think that Beyonce's uh, audience skews older. And yeah. they're not going to be the ones to necessarily rush out to a theater to see the concert that they saw in person just to experience it again. I don't think it has the same kind of um, appeal as the Taylor Swift one does, which is all very young and let's do it, let's go. And, you know, I think that. Um, there weren't like oodles of young people who were like, I couldn't get tickets to Beyonce, so this is my chance to go. Yeah. Um, but it's a great opening. And it's also a, a sleepy frame. Uh, the post Thanksgiving, it's worked for um, The Last Samurai and some other stuff, but it's not uh, always considered a home run. And a lot of people, studios, avoid it. And I think that that has conditioned audiences to not go to the theater around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also just another example of the fact that these things can happen. And I think that more um, artists will release there. I think we should be weary. Like, we've already hit Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Yeah, we're pretty much out of 
artists that could do this, I yes. think, at this point. Yeah. So, you know, unless... Uh, I don't know who even the first person I... I had somebody in my brain. I was like, they haven't released an album in a while. But, um, yeah, we're... we're you know Adele, maybe, but that's not going to yeah. be that's not going to be a huge party. No, she's a lot of slow songs. It's pretty somber in there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this will be something that'll keep happening. But like, I think that we peaked, and this was a, a solid double, and I think that we're good. So, um, what about with the revitalization of adult movie going this year? Bruce Springsteen. Um, I think that he would. Get, it's not going to get this kind of number, but I think he he, he could do numbers. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all going to be relative. We have we have done the top two for sure. Yeah. Uh, and Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. That's that what might, I was thinking. Yeah. Of, that, who hasn't done music in a while? Sure. Her return to yeah. music, a uh, a concert of the soundtrack to Joker. Fala do. Pade do. Scooby doo. Yeah, Scooby doo. Joker Scooby doo. That's That's right. I've I've stumbled upon one of my new bits. Just like the Scooby gang stumbling yeah. upon a clue. Rutroll rat man. <laughs> Scream. My Scooby Doo laugh. It was good. Thank you. I, number two was the Hunger Games, the ballad of Buster and Scruggs. Thank you. Uh, I, don't, I just don't like the and there. And I did it to start. Yeah. I like it better when it's the ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> okay. But because that's what that movie was called, wasn't it? Yes. But. And Buster, Birds, Scruggs, Snakes. It just fits in my brain, but it works better. It, But it's like, it's not the exact. What if it's the ballad of Songbusters and Scruggs? Songbusters. Songbuster. That's that uh, podcast you love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's when they take a popular song and they prove why it's wrong. Oh, I thought it was a podcast people come on and talk about the songs they play during lovemaking. Mm. <laughs> What song do you bust to? <laughs> Just marking this down for next week's top five <laughs> songs. Top five songs I bust to. <laughs> the Ghostbusters theme song. You know which one gets me every time? And I think which one? really it's really been a problem. I've been talking to my therapist. I've been trying to see uh Specials about it and really talk about why, but it gives me, and I hate to mention this, um, premature ejaculation. Okay. Be, and I don't know what it is. Let's see if you can tell. It happens almost immediately. Why do you think that I uh, I immediately bust to this? <laughs> uh, I do worry that that did not play in the microphone no, because it really? was behind hold on, it. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I, think, I think you really got to get in front for this one. Did I do the whole setup again? Uh, no, the, the setup definitely went into the mic. That's fine. Why do I bust so quickly to this song? Now we're in danger of federal lawsuits. <laughs> Perfect. I, I don't know. It's quite, it's quite the mystery, and it's going to cost you a lot of money to solve it. Yeah. I, banana phone. That one gets me going. I don't know that uh, one. Oh yeah, I do. Don't play it. <laughs> no, I was. <laughs> you reached for so your, I'm not. I'm not. You gonna, reached for your computer. I got real scared. No, I was gonna sing it. I uh, anyway. The Hunger Games. Is that made like, four, a, is that like a, a Sesame Street song. 
I don't know if it's a say. It's just like a it's like a children's thing. Uh, fourteen and a half million for the Hunger Games. That was a fifty point one percent drop. It's up to one hundred and twenty one point two. Yeah, it's the event movie of the fall, for better or worse. Just you know, it's gonna get to around one forty that right now. It is at one twenty one. Yeah, it'll get to around one forty one fifty for sure. Um, and a solid hit for a uh, a one off hundred million dollar prequel. Um. I think Lionsgate now has room to uh, explore how they want to continue. I think Hunger Games as a franchise, if you keep the budget that small, is viable for the future. Yeah, keep uh, keep popping in, doing some one-offs here and there. And I think the big the big thing here is that it played again, probably not to its credit, because I think the movie we'll talk about in a second, flopping, helped, but it played as the big fall movie. Uh-huh. Where I feel like it could have easily, if you threw this in the summer or even in December, could have gotten lost in a shuffle. I think that some movies not doing as well really elevated this one. So like that now it has a little bit more cachet. Like we came back and we ruled Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, I uh, I, I completely agree. I'm, I am I am curious where this franchise is going to go from here, but they're they've got solid footing. Number three, uh, not I think the movie you were referring to when uh, Godzilla minus one made 11 million dollars in its opening weekend why is it called that i i i do not know uh some sort of translation from japanese okay uh but i no i don't know the origin of the title um yeah very critically claimed it uh it's the biggest uh opening ever for a uh live action japanese title in the u.s that is very cool. Um, and it's the second time. This is uh, per Luis Fernando on Twitter. I want to give him credit for it. Uh, first time in 20 years and the second time ever the two films debuted with over $10 million on the historically slow, uh, again, Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving weekend. Last time he said it only happened before in 2003. I hope this wasn't the weekend you picked. Uh, no. The Last Samurai and Honey. Remember Honey? I do. She danced. I saw it in theaters. Made I did $12 not. million dollars in its opening weekend. Just Calvis Honey. And that was uh, partially uh, due to you. Me. I was there. I was still at the time of my life when I observed that movie as being for girls and <laughs> didn't want to go. Ew, stinky girls like this. And I was sitting there going like, Jessica Alba. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd get there, but not, not yet. Jessica Alba. <laughs> Hey, boy. <laughs> uh, Jessica Alba, I hardly know. <laughs> mm, um, no, hold on. Let's sit with that for a second. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, this is really cool. This Hearing about this movie reminded me a lot of uh, the release of Shin Godzilla uh, a few years back, which was the uh, the last like japanese installment of godzilla that everyone was like holy shit this is outstanding right uh godzilla is back uh and that i just looked it up made like a million dollars uh and that's better yeah i mean that's that's what i expected coming out of this one too just like oh yeah another another godzilla movie that's gonna pop up here and there and like maybe i'll see it i'd like to see it but yeah there's so much stuff to see i don't know and that was number three on the list yeah no we we should make a point to see this right we're gonna see a couple movies this week i have some ideas but I think we should make time because I think this is exciting. Yeah, I I completely agree. I I will 100 percent be seeing this. I'm I'm not joking about that picture of Godzilla behind the boat. 
Like I, I know, I know it's like, sounds like a bit that I'm doing, but it's not, I see that. And I'm just like, this is going to be the greatest fucking movie of the year. Uh, you see where, where did you see that picture? I've seen it on Twitter a bunch. Nonstop talking about it. Uh, do, do you not know the image I'm referring no, to? No, but I'll see it in the theater. Okay. You see that picture, and then you just... Uh, yes, I do. Uh, all this time, I'd been assuming that you knew what the hell I was talking about. I get the image. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's a giant beast behind a boat. I get it. Sure. It seems uh, cool. He's going to eat the boat. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, <laughs> Trolls Band Together came in at number four with $7.6 million. That was a 57.3% drop, and that is up to 74.8. I want to talk a little bit more, I'm sorry, about Godzilla. I didn't realize we'd go off it that quickly. Okay. It is very cool. Uh, subtitled, obviously, but Godzilla's been around forever. Um, and it's not part of the monster verse Godzilla. This is just a, an import Godzilla. Right. And I saw no trailers for this. I, this seems like it's only through word of mouth and critical reviews, which is very cool that like positive word of mouth can propel a film, not just in like limited release, but on a major, like how many theaters did it open in? It is in 2,300 theaters. Yeah. To like $12 million. Like it's very cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I trolls. completely agree. Yeah, trolls up to seventy-four million. Had a hard drop this week. Yeah, almost sixty percent. Almost sixty percent. It's pretty big. I think that kids and I get I get the kid thing. You know, the post Thanksgiving, they were on a break for the whole time. Yeah. You know, and now they're back in school, and it's like we just did all that with them. Let's stay home. I get it. Um, what's the total? Seventy-four point eight. All right, so it's gonna might not seventy-four. It's not getting a hundred, I don't think, but still, it's gonna beat the other one, and uh, which I think is next, um, and uh, that's a pretty big accomplishment in and of itself. The trolls uh, films remain popular, and it's weird because we can't even compare it to the second one and how much that would have dropped off because that opened in April 2020 for like 20 bucks on video. Right, on it's a whole other sack of potatoes going on yeah. there. Uh, the other one is next. Wish came in number five with seven point four million. That was a sixty-two point four percent drop. That's up to forty-one point nine altogether. Um, this is like shockingly bad. That it's gonna get like fifty million dollars, like less than sixty. That's what people thought it would open to over the five day. This is shockingly bad. And I think it's because the movie's bad, but I also like since when have like actually kids cared about whether movies were good? You know, this I think yeah. is this I think is a whole other thing of just nobody cared. And I think that Disney, you know, aside from the Marvel stuff, Marvel will be fine because they know the problem. Oversaturation, right? Sure. People like Marvel intrinsically knows the issue. They oversaturated the market. Disney Plus really hurt them, and they 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 put they're introducing us to too many characters instead of letting us get to know the characters. They know the problems they can fix. I don't think Disney Animation knows what the hell is going on. Like it used to be that Disney animated films were an event, regardless, and there was a period, you know, with like Wreck It Ralph and and. Moana and Frozen and just like a, a run of movies, Big Hero 6, a run of movies that just did smash, 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 smash. Yeah. And now it's gone. And I don't know. They're just not good. They need, they need some kind of reset. 
some kind of some kind of time off or some kind of complete overhaul because you can't just keep putting these movies out because they're just going to keep seeming like oh that's that that's just frozen but worse oh that's just moana but worse and then now you're at the next one's just going to be like oh that's just wish but worse exactly uh and it's going to make even less money and you gotta you gotta do something i don't know but I don't know what they're going to do either, but I hope they figure it out. Um, oh, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, Disney can go fuck itself. All right. What else? Um, well, that's it for our top five. Uh, All right. So I think that I do want to talk about um, uh, Disney announced today that, that after this weekend, they are going to stop uh, reporting the box office numbers for the Marvels. Okay. And this comes. Yeah. The furrowed brow is correct. And this comes on the heels of. Bob Iger publicly interview going, you know, did you see that quote going around? No. He said, you know, it was shot during COVID. There wasn't a lot of supervision on set. Uh, essentially saying, like, we just didn't get our hands on it. I think that was the problem. And I'm like, first of all, the movie's fine. That's not the problem. Um, And it makes me angry that he's taken, like, pot shots at just the, like, the, the, like we didn't know till it came out. Yeah. That it wasn't good. And I'm sitting here going like, no, it was good. Um, and that because they're like this weekend, it made what? Two and a half. It made two and a half. Correct. Yeah. So it's in the article. So now they're like, I think we're done. I don't think like why everyone knows it didn't do well. Like it, if it drops another, you know, million next weekend and makes one and a half, that's not going to be like the, oh shit, they're in trouble thing. You know, that's already happened. Yeah. People. People keep reporting on the success of movies until they're not in theaters anymore. Yeah, Five so Nights at Freddy's is still recording its fucking box office numbers. Killers of the Flower Moon is still reporting its box office isn't successes. It, isn't it interesting that the way we get the information is from the studios who go, the movie made this much this week? Yeah. That, that doesn't seem like they should be the only source, you know? Well... I agree, and I think that it's horseshit, and I think that it's uh, just stupid and wrong. And is is the kind of thing that makes me kind of bristle a little bit when you when you say like at least Marvel knows what the problem is. You sure did like, bristle. I saw that they should know what the problem is. It the problem is easily observable. What but Disney Pictures, you mean Disney Animation? No, I. You're sticking with Marvel. Yeah, because. Uh, like I, I don't. I'm not going to be convinced they know what the problem is until I see actions and movies that demonstrate them trying to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And I know, like Bob Bob I, Bob Iger is not Marvel; he's uh, Grand Marvel. But Aww. if <laughs> if he's still going to be out here just being like, "Yeah, well, you know, this one was kind of a fumble," and like. We let them make it without paying attention, and it was bad. But like the next one, is is not going to be that anymore. I'm just like that's that's not what the problem is, right. and you're still demonstrating to my face that you don't actually know <laughs> what the problem is, despite everyone around you knowing it. Uh, so that that remains to be seen. But I'm I'm less convinced than you are that that they are definitely going to write the ship. I guess I can just hope. Yeah. No, it's, I mean it's it's definitely possible. the the path The path is there. They just they have to take the path, and 
He's standing there being like, I don't know that I'm going to take the path yet. Is is all I have to say about oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, I was just I'm I'm done as well. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, any other highlights? Any uh, you know Napoleon fell hard. Uh, Napoleon fell hard. Sixty five and a half percent drop. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It was a long weekend. It's a long movie. So people are just more inclined to go see it when they have days off around it. Sure. Also, the cinema score wasn't great on it, so they're not recommending it. I, it's and to be honest, it's lucky it got as much money as it did. What is it at currently? It is at forty five point seven million yeah, it's total. Lucky it's at forty five. It could get to like close to over fifty five, close to sixty. That's pretty good for this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. There's yeah. a, a lot of uh, Joaquin Phoenix snorting in that movie. It might. It's not as much as you keep saying there. There's is. like three scenes of it, which is like percentage wise, not a lot of the movie. He does snort a lot. But it's, uh, yeah. you know, what? that uh, that uh, that Phineas and Ferb quote that goes around. Uh, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I saw that thing, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot. But it's weird that it happened twice. Sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Let's move on, I think. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Which did yeah, oh, it right. make more or less than? Well, I was I'd... all ready to say did <laughs> at the beginning of that. <laughs> well, I made that mistake recently, too, so that's fine. We all know how to play, though. I named three movies. You tell me whether each one made more or less than Insomnia, Little Women, or both. For a bonus point, you can tell me the final gross of each movie within $5 million. Are you ready to play? I've never been more... That's not true. I'm ready, though. All right. Your first movie is The Angry Birds Movie. Oof. Middle. That is in the middle. And that was the... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now. That was the hardest one. Oh! Uh, that is just... Barely in the middle. Very exciting. But uh, but yeah, very uh, very well observed. Hey, thanks. Um, Son of a bitch. Next, I have to do. Let's see. The number one. One hundred. They had just barely crossed. It did, but a little more than that. It made one hundred seven point five. But one point, though, that's a yeah, that's a solid, healthy start. You still got uh, plenty more points available as you move on to your second film, Life of Pi. That's what I put my body type in my dating profile. That's what I. Uh, that's what I. Solid and healthy. <laughs> that's what I put down as my hobbies whenever asked. Solid I, and healthy. No, I live a life of pie. <laughs> uh. <coughs> um. Is that 100 million? I'm going to say more. Life of Pi was more. That is yeah. correct. That made more than One, Little Women. Uh, 120. That is exactly just barely correct. It made 124.9. <laughs> so you've secured the victory. Thank you. Now you're just playing with house money as you move on to your final film. The Pursuit of Happiness. Ooh, easily more. 163. That's exactly right. You see, sometimes I go for a strategy in these games where I pick a thing like Pursuit of Happiness, which is well above Little Women. And 
think that perhaps that will induce some doubt where you find yourself thinking, I mean, if he's asking about pursuit of happiness, maybe it didn't do quite as well as I thought it did because it, it must be close. He wouldn't be asking me about a movie that made tens of million dollars more than he's Little Women. He's not Wim. an idiot. I, but no, I did not fool you this time. That did make $163.5 million. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you should have uh, should have gone a little bigger on Angry Birds, but otherwise a five point affair here, uh, very uh, very strong victory, and further makes me think that it's about time to move on to our next iteration. But still, not quite there yet. Can't wait. Uh, come and gone from a theater near you, Brian. Are you ready to go back in time? Yes, I am. All right, uh, we are going to Thanksgiving weekend, two thousand sixteen. And this is a holiday, and so a uh, tradition upholds. You can tell me the three-day, you can tell me the five-day, you can do whatever you want. There are two movies that opened this weekend. There is a number one overall finish and a number four. Thanksgiving weekend 2003, right? 16. Damn, I was really excited about 2003. <laughs> well, you can't have it. <laughs> Uh, I remember this weekend pretty distinctly. 12, 13, this was 14, 15. Hunger Games is done. That's correct. Oh, Fantastic Beasts and How to Fuck Them. I uh, know that actually was released the week before. Damn it. That Moana. was pre-Thanksgiving. It is Moana. Yeah. That is one of them uh, in the number one spot. Oh, Jesus. It's like Wish, but better. Fuck did Moana open to? 60 some, 60, 55 and whichever one is closer. All right. Uh, well, I will apply that towards the three-day total, in which case, uh, excellent guess. Thank you. Uh, over the three-day, it made 56, and five-day was 82. Okay. Uh, so that was at number one. Uh, and then two movies in between that, one of which was Fantastic Beasts and the subtitle that you said. Uh, oh, that you're afraid to say? We talked about busting for four hours. <laughs> we did. Uh and then you get the number four film, which I'm curious if you remember. I know you've seen. This is a this is an adult drama period piece. Hot. I uh, and you don't know if I've seen it. No, I I do know that you have. I don't think you saw it in theaters, but you actually we might have seen this. We probably we probably period did see this piece. in theaters. It's not like uh, I don't know. Give me a clue. Okay, I. Uh, it's a see. It's a war movie. Oh, hacksaw. No. Damn. I thought that was money. It has a uh, a pretty uh, a pretty a pretty a list bunch of names on the poster here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I. Definitely, uh, definitely A-list movie star, uh, big name director. A-list movie kind of, star at the helm. Yes, kind of past his uh, past his heyday, but still his his name is recognized far and wide. Uh, a uh, a strong uh, award uh, award caliber lead actress as well. In a war movie? Yes. Anymore. Uh, all right. This is. It is specifically World War Two, and don't think of it as like a 
uh, a hacksaw ridge or like fury kind of thing where it's about like the soldiers on the ground uh it's a little more uh a little more fantastical than that a little more romantic than that even whoa romantic war movie about soldiers in the air I don't know. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, it was written by Stephen Knight. That's not good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, let's see. Some of the minor cast members here. It featured Lizzie Kaplan, Matthew Good, uh, Jared Harris. Lizzie I give- Kaplan, Matthew Good. If I give you either of the two main actors, it will give it away. Mm. Why did we see it Oscar is, stuff? Uh, yeah, probably Oscar stuff. I'm thinking uh, 2017 was like the year. 2006, not the theory of everything. Yeah, actually, let me check if it was. The Imitation uh, yeah. Game? No. No, no. This film was nominated for Best Costume Design. Oh, so yeah, we did. We did have to uh, have we, to we see it. Had to see it yeah. yeah. Okay, I still don't know what else you got. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's see. I've given you. It is. It is specifically described on Wikipedia as a romantic war drama thriller. Uh, it it stars ex actor as a Canadian intelligence officer and his co starring actress Canadian. as a French resistance fighter. Allied? Yes. Woo! <laughs> Marianne Cotillard is French. Yes, she is. Allied's good, man. Allied, Allied rocks. Good. I would have given it that Oscar, too, I think. Those clothes were dope. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis directed. Hell yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, this was just like a solid uh, a solid classical kind of movie. Yeah, I was a fan of that. Uh, and I very distinctly remember this time uh, from my time with, the, with Arclight. Just oh, like, really? Yeah, Allied, Allied's out. A lot of our, a lot of our clientele went and saw Allied. That was a, that was a big movie for us. Uh, that you know what? That makes sense for you guys. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it made? Oh Jesus! Uh, fourteen. Twelve point seven. Well, that's actually kind of right in the middle. It was twelve point seven on the three day and seventeen point seven on the five. All right. I. Uh, this weekend also featured the release of Bad Santa Two. Well, which uh, I'm a cult classic. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to have you guess what made six and nine over the three and five, and then also rules don't apply, they which don't? was another movie that was released uh, in our arc light. Uh, not a lot of theaters got. Oh, well, I guess there's oh, 2300 the, theaters. Um, Warren Beatty movie. It is, yeah, uh, and that made 1.5 million dollars. Okay, and that's uh, that's the extent of that weekend. All right. Um, we have two early reactions, Noah. All right. So let's get to them. The first one is Furiosa. Uh, George Miller's prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. Um, Charlie's Throne famously upset that they made a, a follow-up and she was not involved. Uh, Fair enough. And uh, we'll see if anyone cares. Uh, I'm sorry, Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Indeed. Uh, we'll see if anyone cares, but uh, about Anya Taylor-Joy as a, a lead character. Let's find out. Now, you haven't um, seen this. I have not. 
going to have to mute the recording so you can watch it. Otherwise, he's going to be laughing and crying. That's going to be real annoying for us to hear. So we're going to turn the mics off and come back. He'll tell you his instant reaction and his opening weekend prediction. Uh, but don't worry. It'll sound fine. Because as always, it'll be Seam, Wow, Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Less. So what you think? <laughs> You think it'll make less? <laughs> uh, probably. I actually don't know what Fury Road did box office wise. I know that it was a masterpiece of a movie and has only been celebrated further since its release. What do you think about the trailer? I getting a lot of shit online for people thinking it looks visual effects look bad. It, it is. Looks- I. Yeah, and I like I don't know. On the on the one hand, I I kind of agree that the visuals of the trailer aren't as polished as I would like them to be. Uh it is not the thing that kind of has me a little cold about the trailer. Is it Chris Hemsworth's nose? No, everything about Chris Hemsworth is very good. <laughs> uh, <coughs> And I also I think Anya Taylor Joy is going to be really good in this. I feel like her demeanor is well suited to uh, the kind of vibes that George Miller was going for in Fury Road. Is it the fact that at the end it says "Remember her" instead of "Witness her"? That's part. That's part of it. Uh, I think, and this this to be clear is all sort of concern trolling about the trailer itself. Yeah. I'm very excited for this movie, and I expect, based on the uh, the pedigree of who's involved, being basically George Miller making it, that it is a it is a fun, it is a fun idea that is worth uh, worth making, and I'm excited to watch it. Everything about the trailer really just screams to me like, "Hey, remember Mad Max Fury Road?" Sure. I, uh, to a degree, like a greater degree than I would like from. Uh, a thing i, w- I want to get excited about furiosa on its own merits mm-hmm. and this trailer does not provide that to me it also at one point has just a single clip of anya taylor joy shouting i'm furiosa and i think they shouldn't have included that <laughs> i think that was wrong should have been the title card she goes i'm boom 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 and it says furiosa that might have been better i don't know i don't think that's a good idea either but it might have been a better idea than what they did uh, would it still say remember her? Yeah, it's only going to say remember her. Okay, well, that's, that's tough. Uh, so yeah, don't love the trailer. Very excited for the movie. I mean, that's interesting. Might be time for a, uh, we'll do a whole watch through the whole series before it comes out. Sure. Not for the podcast. No, yeah. Just, just on our own. Yeah, just for our own edification. What do you think it's opening to? Comes out Memorial Day weekend, currently uh, May 24th. Uh, okay, Memorial Day weekend. Let's, uh, that's going to be... Bigger, uh, uh, oh God, I really wish I knew what Mad Max Fury Road made. Uh, I'm going to say that this is going to open to forty million dollars. Okay, let's uh, take a look what the other one made. All right, let's see. Road box office. I mean, it's getting a sequel, so it must have been. A it success. cost a little bit too much for what it did overseas, but it was a big cult. 
critical and yeah. domestic hit. All right, let's see. That opens to forty five point four. Okay. So, so how do you feel? yeah, I feel I feel all right about that. All right, sounds good. Our next film just released today. This is hot, hot, hot off the presses. Called Godzilla and Kong. <laughs> Godzilla plus one. Godzilla x Kong: The New Empire. This is the newest addition to the MonsterVerse. Noah hasn't seen this either. Uh, we're going to watch it. He'll give his instant reaction. And uh, this time, I don't think it happened last time, and I apologize. This time, it'll be seen Godzilla x Kong, The New Empire, less. Opening April 12th. Noah, what would you think of the trailer? I'm really glad that they highlighted to me at the end that the smaller ape was meant to be something of a mini Kong because I myself had was not able to make that connection, much like I didn't realize that Anya Taylor-Joy was playing Furiosa until she shouted, I'm Furiosa! We didn't know the size of that primate. It could have been like a regular monkey. Yeah, I mean, it was on Kong Island. Kong went up to it and was like, you? I... I didn't like that trailer. Directed by Adam Weingard. Screenplay by Russo Simon Barrett. I don't know him. Oh, he, he was at the music, but he directed, he wrote uh, You're Next and uh, Jeremy Slater. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, obviously Terry Rossio is his name. Wrote uh, Aladdin and Shrek or Aladdin Shrek and the Pirates. Uh, starring... Rebecca Hall, Brian Terry Henry, Dan Stevens. Um, the the MonsterVerse gets an unlimited pass for me. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Not because they're very good. It's because they saved the box office. Godzilla vs. Kong released in theaters March 2021. Uh, before there were many theaters open. It's yet... And grossed thirty million dollars its opening weekend. Yeah, and it was a sign to people. It's safe to go to the movies. It's a sign to theater owners saying people come to the movies. And then in May we had everything come out. You know, okay, Quiet Place Two and stuff. Sure. That plus Tom and Jerry in January, which made like forty million in January twenty twenty one. This was the big blockbuster. Everyone's back. Not everyone, but a big chunk of the thirty million dollars in March twenty twenty one. Not everyone was vaccinated. Huge. Um, so they get a pass for me. I like the colors. I don't know. A pink Godzilla is fun. Yeah, that's true. A pink Godzilla is fun. I agree. That pink is Godzilla's fun. That is right. Uh, Kong's got like a thing on his arm. Yeah. Hand. Uh, I don't know what that is, but I think uh, it's the infinity gauntlet. It's <laughs> I, they, they showed a picture on uh, Twitter and I was like, yeah, that is what that looks like. I had the same thought. Uh, Kong having like a weird robot glove hand thing. Uh, not good. I oppose that. Uh, I stand in opposition. I f- it's not primal. You like him more being a primal. Yeah, I'm also fine with him having like his big axe that he has. He does have an. He does usually use a big axe. That's, That's cool. If he if he has some kind of like an axe or like a mace. Or you know some kind of just like big weapon on a stick. That's fine. But I don't need him having like technology. That's no good. I need him having technology. <laughs> I don't need Kong having an iPad because uh, then we're all doomed. I 
so it was Godzilla and then it was Kong Skull Island and then it was Godzilla versus Kong and now it's this, right? Whoa. There's not like Godzilla? a direct Godzilla or Kong sequel that I'm forgetting. Yeah, there was. Say what you said again. Godzilla? Oh God, there was. Okay. King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. Yeah, right. Which had all the monsters in it. Right. I. Uh, that still, I think, follows the general trend line of these movies getting worse as they go on. Okay. I. Uh, the Godzilla 2014. Yes. Uh, quite good. Just very, very well done, very well observed throughout. A lot of restraint shown, a lot of really cool imagery. Kong Skull Island, not that good, but still had some cool stuff going on. I, I look, I look back on it fondly enough. Even if I think sitting down to watch it, there would be a lot of it. I'd be like, oh, this is this is kind of dumb. Uh, King of the Monsters, more dumb. I uh, brought Ghidorah back, which is fun. I uh, love Ghidorah, but yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, Monsters, I didn't like that. Yeah. And then Godzilla vs. Kong, despite its status as savior of things, which is well-earned, uh, also pretty quite bad. And I feel like the the thing that brought me to the brought me excitement from that original Godzilla, the the restraint shown and the the scale afforded to this giant lizard that shoots fire I mm-hmm. uh, is is gone completely. I, I recognize none of the twenty fourteen Godzilla in that trailer. I uh, to the point that at the end they're like they're running at the screen like they are a tag team in the Iron Claw. Like they're they're about to deliver their finishing maneuver as they bounce off the ropes. Mm-hmm. I was just really really bad, really bad stuff. And I I imagine that has been observed. I haven't really seen any of the the early chatter about this trailer yet. Uh, has has the running been remarked upon? Has that been like a big takeaway of people? No, that's like the GIF I think that's going around. But... Okay. Uh, well then let me. Let me be the first to say, really bad. Really don't like that at all. I, uh, yeah, I like I, I don't know. I'm 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 real down on it. That's a shame. But I need your prediction. April, what did I say? Twelfth. Yes. Yeah, twelfth. Uh, okay. This is. Here. I think. I think this franchise has been going on long enough that we're going to start to go off the rails. I don't think this is going to do well. And so I'm going to peg this at a flat $30 million. $30 million. Yeah. Okay. You marked it in. Um, what uh, What say you to that number? Uh, Pretty good. I, they're hoping for, got to be, they're hoping over 40 here. Now that like everything's back in full swing, they yeah, to be like, you know, thirty million, yay! <laughs> yeah, we made any money. <laughs> yeah. They're they're gonna want a, a good return on this. I would say that that's a pretty decent um, guess. Uh, with yeah, the caveat, and I, 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 I could see us getting over forty, but okay, we'll have to see how it plays. Okay, we did it. We're here. I love to be here. Um, oh, that's nice. 
That's nice to hear about someone's apartment that you love to be there. Um, this is a season screenings. This is a segment we're doing where in the past you describe it. Yeah, we've uh, we've tried to highlight all the various aspects of the holiday season: your Thanksgiving, your Christmas, your Hanukkah, your New Year's, general merriment. Yeah, we've we've blown that up a bit. We've got guests involved. We recently had Ian on to discuss Elf and then Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, so much like what we did with, um, what was that called? Stay at Home Movies. Uh, Flick or Treat? Flick or Treat, yes. uh, two years ago. We had a guest bring in a horror movie they wanted to watch, and we would then, a few weeks later, or the next week or whatever, um, choose a corresponding film that connected to it in some way, and we'd all discuss it. We decided to do the same thing here, but instead of horror film, well, they could be horror films, whatever you guys want, but instead of... Uh, Exclusively having it be horror themed, it's holiday themed, winter themed, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't necessarily Seasonal have to be a themed. Christmas thing, but if there's like a particular uh, movie of the time that makes you feel the winter, we even switched it up. And I'll introduce our guest and tell him because I don't think he knows about the episode that was just dropped today. Does he? Not for me. His head's not moving, so I don't know. Uh, let's welcome our uh, good friend and fellow, former fellow podcaster. Uh, he's still a, he's still a fellow. That's true. Jolly <laughs> good fellow. Fellow. <laughs> a former fellow podcaster. Indeed. Ahmad. Hello, Ahmad. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, indeed. Podcast retirement on the beach. B a z y. I wish I were on the beach right now. Actually, not really. I don't really like beaches that much. <laughs> but I would like to be warm. What's the reason you don't like beaches? What'd you say? What's the reason that you don't like beaches? I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of sand. And that's like most of beaches. <laughs> most beaches have sand. I also hate sand. I don't like how it's like it feels crunchy on you and it gets in your mouth and it's <laughs> forever. I hate it. Fucking Anakin Skywalker over I here. Know, I, knew. <laughs> I don't like it. You Anakin, basically quoted the Anakin scene. Anakin Skywalker is correct. It's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. Someone who doesn't watch Star Wars. Do you, do you know that thing that is popular online, Ahmad, with Anakin Skywalker? No, I don't. Yeah, it's, for, it's from it's from the second Attack prequel, Clones, Attack of the yeah. Clones, yeah. He goes on a long monologue about why he doesn't like sand. He says it's cool. Oh. <laughs> uh, it gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. And he's right. He is. I got a point. Um, I don't know if you know this, Mob, but we had a special episode drop uh, today. today. Oh, I did not know this. It's We're calling it Synchronized Screening. Okay. It is our first watch-along. Oh, fun. We had Ian, who was our guest uh, last week, and the week before he brought in Elf. We decided to choose Eyes Wide Shut as the companion film to Elf. He had never seen it. So we set up three mics and watched it and uh, talked about it. Uh, And you can uh, watch along with us and hear all our takes. Oh, cool. Yeah, look forward to it. It was a lot of fun. I drank a full bottle of wine. (laughs) That's the way to do it. That's what I said. 
it was fun. But today we're not doing that. Ian, <laughs> how, how what was your prompt, Noah? Uh, I believe it was the one movie that you have to watch this time of year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was that movie, Mod? Uh, I selected Home Alone, the 1990 film uh, directed by Chris Columbus. All right, Home Alone, released November 16, 1990, directed by Chris Columbus, written by John Hughes, starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, and Catherine O'Hara. An eight-year-old troublemaker mistakenly left Home Alone must defend his home against a pair of burglars on Christmas Eve. 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63 on Metacritic. Um... Ahmad, what is your history with Home Alone? Why this movie? Why do you have to watch it? Oh, it's it's uh, completely nostalgic um, for me. I, I didn't have cable when I was growing up, so Home Alone was one of the movies that would frequently um, come on TV, um, whether it be, I don't know, like a movie on ABC or something like that, um, but I definitely caught it a few times on TV before we decided to buy the Home Alone VHS, which um, got a lot of wear and tear. So I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Um, it's it's Christmas season in the movie. And so, um, and a lot of Christmas uh, things are used in the movie. So this movie just definitely um, makes me think of this time of year. Uh, when I think of a Christmas movie, this is definitely one of the, First ones that comes to mind. It was an enormous uh, hit when it came out. Spawned a, a multimedia. No, it was just one media franchise. <laughs> there was probably a video game at some point. That, oh, sure, probably. The soundtrack of the score is very popular. That uh, that must have sold well. Uh, in the highest grossing live action comedy, held that until 2011. It took the crown. Wow. Uh, 2011. I don't know. The Hangover. Hangover Part Two. Damn. Oh. Um, it. Uh, yeah, Chris Columbus as well. I mean, he's he went on to do Mrs. Doubtfire and uh, the first two Harry Potter films. Don Hughes wrote it. You know, it was after his heyday and his last great heyday. This might just be a haircut thing, but I wonder, does Macaulay Culkin in this movie have a young Daniel Radcliffe energy? Uh, mm. what, um, what's your history with Home Alone? Oh, I, <laughs> I, truth be told, I'm not a huge Home Alone guy. Uh, Did you watch it growing up? I I had seen it growing up. I I spent a lot of time watching Home Alone three. I've also oh. seen three a bunch. Am I a Home Alone three fan? Uh, not a huge fan, but I've I've seen it a couple of times. Young Scarlett Johansson, Alex D. Linz of Max Keeble's Big Move fame. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the one that was important to me. Three villains. They had guns. <laughs> they did have guns. That's right. They, guns. they got outsmarted by an RC car. <laughs> the computer chip in it that they're selling to China or something? They're like terrorists? I don't know. Yeah, they're like they're like Eastern European terrorists. <laughs> yeah, very strange. They're trying to take over Nakatomi Plaza, Only but first they need them, this chip. Okay, all right. Only one of them has that accent though. All I 
it's been a very long time. The thing I remember most is that that parrot sings bad, bad Leroy Brown. Leroy Brown. Yeah. And records it in the shower. Yeah, that's that's important to it. That's very. I uh, so yeah, it's just Home Alone proper was not really prominent in my movie watching life. There's a few things that I have sort of an instinctual aversion to uh-huh. more often than not in movies. One of them is Will Ferrell. And uh, another one is small, precocious children. And camp. Yeah, camp and biopics. So I, I really look forward to Joe coming pre- prepared with like his favorite Christmas biopic. I don't know what that is. What would that be? <laughs> Santa Claus. Miracle on 34th Street? Man, I have no idea. What? No, that's a good movie. I'm just, I'm just saying he's going to find something that also really speaks yeah. to what I'm not about. Sure. Uh, Do you... Do you not like Will Ferrell in anything? Like I in general? some That's a things. Great question. It's very, very. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's good in Elf. Okay. Was, like he has a very narrow band for me of when his shtick is successful. And Elf grew. Mm. Yeah. Elf wasn't an immediate home run for you. Yeah. No, Elf. I wasn't a. I wasn't a huge fan of until I. I've seen it a few times and now like it's. It's a fun watch. I get it. Uh, Anchorman is uh will ferrell's best movie probably um i like when he does i actually don't know if he's done it more than the one time but stranger than fiction when he's like playing straight just like a man i really like that one you Hmm. you didn't like that one no i said i really like that one stranger fiction um but generally like you know will ferrell in old school not for me uh, Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights, which Step is Brothers. basically yeah, Step Step Brothers is not. Oh, I had a feeling you wouldn't like that one. Okay, uh, I think I get it. Step Brothers is also like super absurdist, but no one else is like it's just very weirdly grounded and everything else. But it's the it's the performances that are absurd. It's a very weird movie. Yeah, I've shown it like that. Have you seen the other guys? Yes, With him and Mark Wahlberg. Yes, and that is... He's not quite doing his thing. He's really the straight man to Wahlberg yelling. Yeah, he's still putting on a pretty thick shtick. It's just a different kind. Uh, but yeah, that movie that movie's fine. Okay. I can keep going if you want. Land of the Lost, you ever see that? <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, but no, so the answer generally is that I don't like him in most things, but when he when he really hits, it works. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, what about uh, what about you? What's your Home Alone history? No, I watched Home Alone a bunch. I uh, I also sure had it on VHS. <laughs> I mean, it was very much a staple in the household. Um, and I like. I wonder. There's a couple of movies like this where I watched them a bunch as a kid, and they become classics. And then, like as I got older, I was like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Maybe I watched it so many times, but mm-hmm. um, it was certainly like played a lot in my house. And so was the third one. I think maybe I only had the third one on VHS. I don't know. But no, I've watched it since I was a kid for sure. Who hasn't? It's a classic. None of us have really talked about Home Alone 2, he which goes, is an ah! even bigger thing. Home Alone 2 is a bigger thing. How? I just, I just wasn't, wasn't it? Didn't it? 
like do better? Wasn't it no. a bigger movie? No, no. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Change of scenery. I, yeah, I like Home Alone too, just as much as the first one. Do you? Yeah. Um, I like the pigeon lady a lot. I think that's yes. really it's a good the touch. Sword thing is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it it cops out a little. We're just talking about Home Alone too now. It cops out a little. He like. <laughs> yeah, to find an abandoned house in New York where he can just set up his traps again. <laughs> Lucky you. You know how hard it is to find real estate in New York? You find an abandoned shack where you can put a bunch of nails on the floor. He's a crafty kid. <laughs> City and... Hello, I'm Mr. Snell. I'm looking for an abandoned storefront. They're like... Mm. Uh, I've probably seen Home Alone 2 one time in my life. <laughs> Trump's in it. There's a former president in it. Yes. Yeah. Once in future president in it. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's really all my relationship is to it. You talk about the shack he finds. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the most thing I remember the most about Home Alone 2 is the hotel stuff. With yeah, yeah. TV trap again. The guns. Yeah. To Rob Schneider. Oh boy, Rob Schneider. Yeah, Schneider's in it. Tim Curry's in it. That's fun. That is fun. Uh, but let's talk about Home Alone. Okay. <laughs> just watched it. Um, Ahmad watched it. What were your impressions now, Ahmad, on this watch? How did it do? Did great. Still love it. I mean, at, at this point, um, it's kind of a watch where uh, Karen and I watched it, where we're just pointing out all of the absurdities of like what Kevin was able to pull off um in the 90s but none of it like diminishes the movie for for me at all it just kind of makes it better um did you find with karen what is that what kind of absurdities did you find with karen i mean just the fact that especially now that we we are also parents it's like the fact that it took them so long to realize that they had forgotten their child on this flight um, was just so ridiculous. All of the the different pranks he was able to um, like whip up in the matter of like hours, and how these grown men just were outsmarted by this kid over and over again. It was just it's an enjoyable watch. I I noticed a lot more of the Chris Columbus stuff I feel this time there was a point during the watch where I was like man a lot of this music kind of sounds like like the first Harry Potter movie or like there's like a a whimsy about this movie that I reminds me of Harry Potter and then the credits rolled and it was like Chris Columbus and I was like oh that's why (laughs) I get it same composer John Williams did the music oh cool okay that makes sense you know there is a certain like you really have to put aside him making everything because I <laughs> when I was watching it, there's a point where he's tying the rope from the house to the treehouse, yes. and he starts doing like a different knot, and I'm like, <laughs> just get like those different like nautical ties, and he has to make everything so like toit so people fall over it, and he has to get like the how, how does he know exactly how much yarn to tie to the paint can to make sure it hits them exactly in the face? Yeah. It's geometry. He knows where to put the paint can. I just, uh, you really have to, it really, and also, like, it takes him, like, two hours to do all this. <laughs> I don't know. Here's my 
fan theory about the parents. Uh, and Ahmad, you're the only parent here. So you'll probably say that this isn't how it works. We love our children. <laughs> uh, I think that his mother was pretty sure that he wasn't with them before they got on the plane, mm. but chose not to say anything until they were in the air. Whatever so she could, in, uh, Kevin sucks. And she probably wanted some peace. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she, wa- she wanted that time on the plane and then she went all, all right, now we've got to like retrieve the child. And so am I forgetting something? Oh, I just know it's something wow. else. I have never heard that theory. That is good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Who's who's to blame for this? Is it the mother or is it the girl who has to count the children's heads? Oh, I'm, I'm still blaming the mother. Like she counted the apt number of heads. No one said she had to see everybody's face. I can see how how that mistake was made. But like and I get that they were in a hurry, but you just got to I don't know. You got to make sure you see all of your kids faces when you're about to go to Paris with like 16 people. Like you got to I need to I need yeah. to grasp your hand and make sure you're here. But there's so many children that I get having to delegate the responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people closing the house. You have the passports. Tell us when the cars are here. We're going to make sure everything <laughs> kids outside count them like you know i get it yeah yeah but as a parent doesn't the buck stop with you yeah can you ultimately say like you know young woman who is somewhere between late teens to early 20s we're not sure <laughs> like you you are ultimately responsible for my child i don't think so i i think i think you got to take ownership of that yeah they have to race through a hair <laughs> get to let them on the plane back when and not only like you know the whole thing like oh they close the doors and then they open them again and just let them in but they could pick their seats and coach <laughs> like fine rivers open and then the parents went to first class and she was like you're an a7 and a8 by the way first class tickets to paris excuse me yeah my goodness i'll tell you when Katie and I went on our honeymoon. Uh, we started off in Paris. And when I was looking for airfare. I'm going to try to think of a way to brag about my current state of life <laughs> as well. We got <laughs> parenthood mentioned. We got the marriage. I'll cook something up. Okay. Um, I, I've never bought first class plane tickets. And so I didn't know how much they cost. Mm. And so when we were looking for airfare, I was saying that, you know, if it's a difference of like a few hundred dollars. <laughs> It's like once in a lifetime oh, vacation we're going on. So it's like triple the price. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it was it was a matter of thousands upon thousands of dollars. And I know it's been a lot of time. <laughs> Joe Biden's economy is terrible. Once but... <laughs> and future presidents. <laughs> but yeah, that was they spent a lot of fucking money on their plane tickets, is yeah. all. Yeah. Um, so I forgot how little of this movie is the actual traps. Oh no. Yeah. That didn't kick in until like the last 45 minutes or something. Only like 10 minutes, like worth <laughs> funny to watch this. And then that's what, la- that's what made them a hit. And then the next two movies are like, we're all traps. We're doing 
an hour of traps. <laughs> movies of, with the Saw children's movies of this generation. <laughs> um, but it's not a lot. It's mainly about this kid uh, figuring it out. And so he steals a toothbrush. A cop pursues him. Uh-huh. A $50, $50, 50-cent toothbrush. Uh, not even approved by the American Dental Association as nope. far as can you check? What? <laughs> All the- Steve, you're lucky I'm open, bro. <laughs> he goes to uh, the grocery store, and the woman is eyeballing all his shit. If I buy something, and the cashier scans a bag and holds it up to me and goes like, what is this? <laughs> Who cares what it is? Those are my little G.I. Joe toys, my little army men. Also, he's a child buying army men. Why was she yeah, like... Yeah, it's the most appropriate yeah, thing in the world. Yeah. She should have done that with the detergent. Instead, she's like, you want these toys? Like, yeah, I do. Also, man, his his receipt, like, all of those groceries cost, like I think it was like $19 and like 27 cents. And we were like, oh my God, that's how much groceries cost? It would have cost $10 just to get that milk and the juice nowadays. Yeah, the laundry detergent he bought would have cost his entire bill. Go ahead, no. I... Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, the, the state of the economy, inflation, uh, Bidenomics <laughs> are rampant. That's absolutely right. We want more Trump percentages. Trump percentages. How do you make his name in the, um, uh, the money term? The oh god, we don't have to uh, think about yeah. it that much. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I don't want to talk about him at all, so it's fine. Um, what the uh, Donald Dollar? <laughs> um, That's all. Yeah, he buys all these groceries, and oh, can we talk about how he finishes setting up the traps and then makes himself macaroni and cheese with. <laughs> crafts that was not microwavable macaroni and cheese it was so wet Mac- microwave macaroni and cheese is more dry than that yeah I agree. And he didn't even eat it <laughs> he immediately had to get up <laughs> microwave dinged at 857 he put that in at 854 like what and he handles like I'm going to enjoy my dinner oh fuck that thing I've been spending the entire evening doing it's time for that time. Also, I like when uh, Joe Pesci was like, let's wait until 9 o'clock when it's dark out. I'm like, it is winter in Chicago, my guy. You can come <laughs> at 5 o'clock and it's pitch black outside. Yeah. You don't have to wait till 9 o'clock. That's okay. Um, the Wet Bandits, Noah. You, uh, you mentioned during the watch how cruel that is for them to do. Yes. Like, it's one thing to steal your material possessions and that's that like it i mean it, no i'm just saying like insurance gets involved like that's annoying but it's it's i feel like if you come home and your house has been flooded that that's really doing a lot more to like actively ruin your life yeah saw that that cup that uh, that couple's basement was full of water they're lo- now now they're losing photos now there's structure mm-hmm. being done they're gonna have to like go to a hotel it's just it's it's way worse. Yeah, I took offense to that on this watch. <laughs> I was like, why are you flood these people's houses? <laughs> yeah, 
just take take their things, take their jewelry and their VCR, or whatever. I don't care. You got to <laughs> with the state of the economy. <laughs> Sam's got to do what he's got to do. Clinton was just in the White House. They're still suffering. From, who was it? Bush beforehand? Yeah. No, Clinton was not in the White House. He's ninety-two, ninety-six. Oh. Yeah, so this is We're still in the middle of the first Bush. Yeah, yeah. First and only necessary term. <laughs> you know, oh right, because he said he accomplished everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So they say this is our block, right? The like, wet bandits. Yeah, yes. we've done work on this block before, but then Buzz at one point says we live on the safest block planet. So I don't understand that at all. I think Buzz is not reading the news very much. <laughs> yeah. I guess if nothing happens to him personally, right? Yeah, he never got wet banded. Yeah, so that's that's kind of his theory. Here. Well, yeah, he's, he's got a very limited view of the world, Buzz. <laughs> All right, let's talk. You go ahead. You have something? I just, yeah, just on the on the subject of Buzz. I think he's the most astute person in the movie. <laughs> Good. I think when they're sitting around in Paris and the sister cousin, I don't know, is Ooh, like, man. I'm worried about Kevin. And he's like, shut up. Kevin's fine. And if he's not fine, then like a little adversity will do him some good because he's a little shit bag and <laughs> get out of him. And then it does. In you fact, I did love it when he said, fuck him. <laughs> I did. It really caught my surprise. Um, but yeah, he was exactly right that Kevin was like, I think, beyond your normal troublemaker, precocious eight year old, whatever. He was just like very rude and inconsiderate and old enough to know better. And at the start of the movie, I just really didn't care for him at all. And then he goes. He goes through this, uh, th- these trials and this trauma and this exposure to what it would actually be like if he didn't have any fucking family. He's a little piece of shit. And <laughs> then he comes out the other side and is still, you know, he's still a little stinker, but he has grown and he has matured, and he now respects his mother. <laughs> I wonder so many mannequins in the house. That's a good question. I mean, Ahmad, as the most uh, Home Alone watched of all of us, you probably know why they have so many mannequins. <laughs> I actually have no idea. <laughs> That's a really good point. Who would think he'd be so good at puppetry as well, this child? <laughs> knows exactly how to pull the strings to get him to move how he wants him to move. Um, no, I want to talk about the opening because it's the thing I think I remember most from these, these this movie is the chaotic opening scene, right? Yeah. The pizza. Why is everyone so mad at him? Ahmad, why are they so mad at him? Buzz I, ate his entire pizza. I was I was about to say I did think he was um, he was right to be pissed at them. Clearly, clearly this is a well known thing that he only eats cheese pizza and for what seems to be they only get one pizza and then everybody eats it before he has a chance to i was like all right i would be pissed too and then i mean everything after that was kind of stemmed from a tantrum of him being upset but i think he's got a he's got a solid gripe he's of course he does like oh like uh, i don't know i also think that like 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I do think that Kevin deserved to die from the West Bandits. As a former... <laughs> He gives like a one dollar. He gives less Not than even, a dollar. He gave a twenty change. cent tip. A twenty cent tip. He deserved everything they were gonna do to him. Bite off his fingers one by one. <laughs> in the head with an iron. And these and are the qualities that his family had already observed in him, they, and why they were right. so prone to be mad and annoyed. He ruined their fish hooks. He's playing <laughs> with blue gun. At, at one point, someone was like, Kevin, would you go in the other room? And he was like, make me, bitch. He might have. I don't know. No, he didn't. No, he no. didn't. Yeah, there's no problem with Kevin McAllister saying bitch. He didn't. Fine. But he that would have been so funny, though. Or something. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, he said something like that, yeah. And I, ju- I just wanted to pick him up by his hair and fucking slap him. <laughs> you know, Pick him up by his hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I the, the old man story always gets me. I don't like that his house does flood at the end. Oh. No, it's not. Never mind. It's not his house. So it's a stranger's house. It's fine. <laughs> so he calls his son and goes, "I'm sorry for whatever I did." We don't know what he did, right? No, I just got into an argument. It was terrible. Maybe he said things. They're like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> His son said, can you watch our daughter? Make me bitch. His son just <laughs> pizza and he ate the whole thing. Uh, how much did he <laughs> um, But he calls his son on Christmas Eve at like maybe eight o'clock, right? He gets back from the, the recital, which yeah. I also want to talk about. Um, and the son is like, I'll be there tomorrow. I guess they're in town. He's seeing the granddaughter, but like, they don't already have plans. They probably have plans. It's Christmas. Uh, Let's talk about the singing. This seems to be a children's recital. Do you agree, Ahmad? Yeah. Okay. There's five people in the, in the audience. (laughs) Where are all the parents? If Zor is singing in a choir are you guys like well i mean she'll be all right we'll pick her up after <laughs> just call when yeah, you're done home alone is on <laughs> here here's here's another one of my many home alone fan theories uh the grandfather has been ostracized from the family because of his misdeeds his crimes Ooh. uh and he did kill people yeah, he buried him in salt. Buzz, buzz again on top of it. He, he knows what's You're up. Such a big buzz fan. <laughs> I love. <laughs> he later would go to the moon. That's just so impressive. <laughs> I think that perhaps this was a rehearsal. Christmas Eve scheduled <laughs> rehearsal. Listen, it's not. Put down what you're doing. We have rehearsals. Unlike no the no families allowed. <laughs> unlike the neighbors' sink after a rag was crammed into it. This theory is not waterproof. There's some holes. There's some leaks, but it might be true. That one my... Um. Because then it's a Christmas Day performance. Oh, you know it's a very nice movie. Macaulay's good in it. So is Catherine O'Hara. John Candy's scene is so great. We talk about the kid at the funeral parlor. No, oh, yeah. Oh. She's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. You brought it up. It was very funny. <laughs> um, like, 
a lot of it works. It's just to me, there's there's lacking a little substance and parts of it drag. But I do think I really like the stuff where John Hughes is playing with the emotion part of it as opposed to the physical comedy. I think that's the movie's strength, surprisingly. The stuff with the next door neighbor and the stuff with the mom. I think all that works better for me than the getting hit with paint cans, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the music is, while maybe Harry Potter reminiscent, the music is incredible. Oh, yeah. It's, it's iconic. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely true. And it really helps put you in the mood to enjoy the movie. So what did you think on this go around as we wrap up? This, this is, uh, this is definitely always going to be one of those movies that like I get, I see all of the, the qualities of the, the family fun and the hijinks of the traps and like Macaulay Culkin is cute and impressive and he's a small child and all that. It's just, it's not, it's not ever going to be for me because he's, he's too much. <laughs> I, like he's he's not too much for the role, he's too much for my sensibilities. Uh that's fair. But I I see all of the qualities in this movie that make so many people so fond of it. And I'm happy they're happy, but it's it's not quite my tempo. Yes, exactly. I am I am quoting JK Simmons from Whiplash. Uh <laughs> Mod, was your daughter watching with you? Did she enjoy it? Uh, she was in the room for parts of it, but we don't we don't let her watch TV. So <laughs> all she did was hear the sounds. Well, as soon as you let her watch TV, she's just gonna want to watch what she wants to watch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gonna be dominating the remote. <laughs> all right, so I have this out of four. Uh, cheese pizzas is what we're rating this as. Okay, that's good. Okay, so I'm giving this three cheese pizzas. Noah. This would be a two and a half cheese pizzas out of four for me. Our guest, Mod, out of four cheese pizzas, how many do you give Home Alone? This is a nostalgic four cheese pizzas for me. All right, perfect. Um, Hey, Mod, thanks for doing this, and we will see you next week or maybe in a few weeks we haven't figured it out yeah i'm very excited to see what uh what movie you all pick it's gonna be home alone three <laughs> do we announce it on the pod have we solidified what we're doing i i feel good about it unless you've Are we still doing got the some original or the remake i think we do the original we've never seen the original i know that's why well, it's i'm gonna six... confirm that it is in fact a winter movie okay because I could have just been added, you know? Sure, yeah. Maybe that's just a thing for the remake. Yeah, so hold on one second. All right. I just do that, and I'm going to type in... I'm excited about this, because if even if it's not, we can do the remake, which is good and is holiday-appropriate and also is very much a response to the Home Alone uh, home invasion. Interesting. Okay. They they have New Year's in LA. That could that could work. Typing it didn't. Okay. All right. It's still it's still uh, we're we're still waiting on the response. Oh, well, I here's the thing is that no, it doesn't say. Okay. So I, I don't think it is. Go ahead. All right. So then we do the remake. I think so. 
All right, so we are going to be watching the New Year's Eve taking place remake of Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, okay. Is... Have you ever seen that, Ahmad? No, I don't think so. Lawrence Fishburne, Ethan Hawke, a bunch of cops and convicts are trapped inside of a, uh, a police station having to fight off enemies from outside. John Carpenter, is this Halloween John Carpenter? Joe, yes, it is. But we are we're doing the remake of that one, but it is the, oh, yeah, the remake oh five. Oh, okay, cool. But all right, I'm excited. More people trying to stop people from getting in. Yeah, there's your connection. Traps are set uh, maybe a little more lethal than what Kevin McAllister does. Yeah, there are guns in this one. Yeah, well, like that's true. He shoots Joe Pesci in the uh, lower leg area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ahmad, thanks for being here. We're going to let you hop off while we continue the pod, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Uh, that's it. Noah, plug us up. we have anything else? I, no, just uh, just to say for the uh, the movie recommendation portion of the affair. Yeah, you want to recommend uh, anything? Yeah, I mean, I just I want to recommend anything. Like this is this is the time of year, you know. You and I have been talking about how much there is to see. I, I think there are legitimately six things in the theaters right now that I want to see. Yeah. I and it's, you know, it's looking forward to uh, the award season coming up. If that's something you care about, uh, it's just. Of course, I care about. This is the t- is do you? Is all right. Me? Yeah. Should I have brought that up earlier when I was listing things that I thought would make you happy, but actually just made me happy? You want to talk about Popeye's chicken for a little while? I know award season makes you, <laughs> but I also like award season. Okay, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> remember that. Christmas is coming up. Maybe remember that. Ooh, real typing. I, My least favorite Nickelodeon show. <laughs> there's so many things in the theaters to see right now. Real typing? I didn't. No, ooh, real typing. Uh, okay. The, the uh, real monster. Sure. I... Uh, you know, it could be the holdovers. It could be Napoleon. It could be Godzilla minus one. It could be Dream Scenario. It could be uh, May December is just yo. a Netflix thing. Here we go, yo. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sure it's playing limited. If you want to catch, okay, it. yeah. If you're, poor if things you're, is in a couple theaters. Yeah, and poor things is gonna be coming out soon. I, I think there's a thing I'm forgetting. I, but there's, there's exciting movies everywhere. So just pick one now <laughs> yeah just stop the stop the podcast and go next week we have nothing coming out but we'll have a guest and we'll talk about a holiday movie so that'll be fun that is fun who doesn't like that nobody um, this is <laughs> i think that's it i really don't think anything really interesting is coming out next week so all right. All right. Hey, listen, this has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then, go see a movie. Any movie.